So it's Friday night, 6 p.m. You're tuned in to Lily Live. It's a music and talk radio show. And I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. And today, we're going to start the show off with a song by Airborne called Too Much, Too Young, and Too Fast. And if you're going to listen to my show, folks, you're going to need a good radio, for sure. So you want to crank this one up.
that was Airborne with a song called Too Much Too Young Too Fast. Excellent band. Reminds me a lot of ACDC. Check those guys out. They've got videos all over YouTube. So, today's Friday, 6 p.m. Like I said, you're tuned in to Louie Live. I'm your host, Louie. We are definitely live. And like I said... If you're going to listen to this show, folks, you're going to need a loud stereo. So, I usually start the show off with something kind of mellow. Try to find some good things going on in the world. You don't see much of that going on in the news. A lot of news nowadays is fake and evil. We all know that. That's one of the reasons why CNN, their ratings are so low. And they're letting people go over there. Hopefully they'll pull them right off the air. That would be part of the American dream, wouldn't it? To actually turn on the news and see reporters reporting the news again. Not trying to tell you what you should be thinking and feeling. That's pretty much what it's come to nowadays. That's why a lot of people get fired. Like Dan Rather. He was the head honcho at CBS, WCAX. Remember him? He used to host the 7 o'clock evening news every night. He took over from Walter Cronkite. And then he started making up all these lies about George W. Bush when he was a president. And it caught up with him and blew up in his face. And he got fired. And a lot of the producers of his show got fired for creating fake news, which is politically correct for lies. It is what it is, folks. They're creating their own spin on the news with lies, and they got fired for it. Like I said, it'd be nice to turn on the news and just seeing reporters reporting the news. Not much of that going on, like I said. But this is a good article right here. It says, uh, Derby Line Bridge in Vermont is named for a local veteran. A World War II veteran. Marine at that. The Caledonia Record reports that family, friends, neighbors, veterans, and state and local officials gathered this past Monday night to dedicate the bridge in the Derby Line Village to Joseph Joe Queenan, who died in 2017 at the age of 93. You know, it's just too bad, folks, that he wasn't around to see the bridge named after him because it's good for his family. They'll know it. They'll remember it. But to name the bridge after him, he should have been around to actually see it and cut the ceremony ribbon. That would have been nice. Queenan was known as the mayor of Derby Line Village, it says. The recently built bridge crosses Interstate 91 just south of the U.S.-Canadian border is now the Joe Queenan Memorial Bridge. In addition to his military service, Queenan worked for the U.S. Postal Service and served for many years as a youth sports volunteer and later in life as a lead volunteer at the local hospital. It says Republican Representative Lynn Bachelor of Derby Line said Queenan had earned his mayorship. So 
So that's a good story to start with. God rest his soul. Now he has a bridge named after him. This next article says, Barry Town recognizes a road crew for recovering cash. Two members of its road crew were helping to reunite a woman with a bag containing cash and uncashed checks she apparently left on the top of her car when she drove off. Public Works employees Zach LaPerl and Dominic Billadou noticed a small bag on the side of the road earlier this month when they were picking up bags of debris left over from Greenup Day. Rather than dispose of the bag, they checked and saw it wasn't trash. They asked someone who had lived on the street and found the rightful owner. Town manager Carl Rogers told the select board last week La Pearl and Billadou deserved to be recognized for their actions. Well, in that they are, folks. A couple of good people that found some money. They could have kept it, not said anything. But myself personally, I believe you should always do the right thing and be an example to others. And plus, karma, folks, and you know it as well as I do, will come back and bite you in the butt. (laughs) Definitely will, folks. Karma will come back and bite you in the butt. So, do the right thing. Turn that money over to police. And I think the law says that if somebody doesn't reclaim that money in 30 days or something like that, then it's rightfully yours. And I'm sure Uncle Sam's going to be right there to make sure that you claim taxes on that money too. Uncle Sam always gets his cut, don't he? This article right here says a New Hampshire man was bitten by a rabid bat hiding inside his iPad case. <laughs> Imagine that. What are the chances of that happening? It says, a New Hampshire man got a big surprise last week when he was bitten by a bat inside his home. Roy Severson had to take rabies treatments after the bite. He isn't sure how the bat got inside of his home. The little creature seemed to have found a hiding spot inside the man's iPad case. Wow. Like I said, what are the chances of that happening? Last Thursday night, Roy Severson, 86, sat down in his Southampton living room to look at his iPad when he got a big surprise. I always do the same thing, Severson said. I just open it up like that and flip it around And then I usually put it in between my legs. An hour later, he was closing his iPad and he felt something on his finger. It felt like a little bee sting. And I looked and the bat was coming out of here between the cover and the back of the pad. Said he pressed down on the cover to keep the bat from flying away. Then I got up and still squeezing it, which I'm sure he wasn't happy about. And I took him outside, and when I got up in the morning, he was still there, and I thought he was all right, Severson said. Hmm. But later that night, he found out the bat had died. Then I knew I might have a problem, he said. Yeah, because 
fats carry rabies. And if the rat died, then the chance are pretty good he died of rabies, maybe. But you definitely want to get checked out. This is a song right here by Great White. And it's called Once Bitten, Twice Shy. So we're going to leave you with that and we'll be back in a minute here.
right, that was Great White with a song called Once Bitten, Twice Shy. They're a good band. Maybe someday they'll get back together and hit the road. You just never know. These people nowadays, they just keep going and going and going. Kind of like Sylvester Stallone. He's got his new movie, Rambo Last Blood, coming out in September. Guy's like 72 years old. Still pumping out movies. Clint Eastwood still pumping out movies. Rolling Stones. Still out on tour. Mick Jagger. I guess he had to uh, cancel a few shows and have some stints put in, I believe it is. But came to America for his surgery. Right across the pond. People say... These other countries, they have free medical and whatnot. So why does everybody keep coming here? Something up with that. I don't know, folks. They say Led Zeppelin's going to be out on tour this summer. 50th anniversary. It's amazing, isn't it? This article right here. It says that uh, the new sound maps on the impact of F-35s near the Burlington Airport, they're saying it's expanded quite a bit to neighboring towns. A lot of people sold their houses to the airport, and then they bulldozed them. Now you go over there, and it's nice green grass and trees. You would never even know those houses existed. It's almost kind of like driving through a park. But if they expand the sound map... A lot of other people are going to be wanting to sell their properties. It says, which homes around the Burlington Airport will be impacted by the noise of the new F-35 fighter jet? Two of those jets are set to land in Burlington in October. Eventually, there will be 18. It says, Burlington Deputy Aviation Director Nick Longo says he doesn't know exactly how much louder the F-35s will be than the F-16s which is being phased out. Longo says the airport's data is similar to finding by the Air Force. Both of those maps are very consistent, and really, there are no surprises in what contour lines look like. But this is the thing, folks. A lot of people didn't realize it, but some of these F-35s came into Vermont the other day and landed at the Burlington Airport and nobody even detected them. So you have these people that don't like the F-35s. They don't like the F-16s. They don't want any of them here. They don't like the air guard. But they're complaining, saying these F-35s are a lot louder than F-16s, and people's houses are going to shake, the windows are going to shake, people won't be able to sleep. It's going to scare your dog. On and on and on. So, the airport bought out a lot of people's homes. Some people actually thought when they bought a house in the vicinity of the airport that someday the airport's going to expand or whatever and they're going to buy my house and I'm going to make a fortune. But, folks, that didn't happen. 
The airport offered to buy people's houses at fair market value. So they didn't make a fortune. A lot of these houses are torn down. People are afraid of the F-35s. They have that sonic boom. They make a lot of noise. Some of them might have nuclear weapons on them. Spreading a lot of fear. Creating a lot of fake news. So like I said the other day, some F-35s landed at the Burlington Airport in South Burlington. And nobody even knew it. And then they released it on the news. So it was like this morning, they told everybody these F-35s were going to take off at a certain time. And people could go to the airport. And they could see just how noisy they are. But I didn't hear any feedback. I was in that vicinity myself. And I didn't hear any more noise than any other plane that takes off at the airport. So, maybe a lot of these people got scared by the fake news that they read. And they sold their homes out of fear. That's a terrible thing. Reminds me of the time when uh, they were going to start building the Southern Connector about 30 years ago. And they used to have Sears store on Shelburne Road over where the Price Chopper shopping plaza is now. They had an overhead bridge there. And I remember they worked 24-7 to tear this bridge down and to get the Southern Connector ready. And they took these people's homes out of eminent domain. That's what they call it, folks. For the betterment of society, they take your home, bulldoze it. They got the Southern Connector ready, but they never actually built the Southern Connector down through Pine Street. It just goes to the end of Pine Street. That's it. So these people were working 24-7, probably getting paid double time to tear this overhead bridge down bulldoze these people's homes. I mean, I remember seeing them on the news literally crying. One man was saying how, you know, he bought that home, raised his family, created numerous memories in that home, and then they seized it through eminent domain and hurriedly bulldozed it to build the beginning of the Southern Connector that hooks onto the highway. And it never went any further, folks. To this very day, 30 years later, it's still sitting there. And the people that work at Howard Mental Health on the end of Pine Street use it for a parking lot. What a waste and abuse of our tax dollars. That's what the government can do for you. They create fake news, scare everybody to death. People in return sell their homes. Homes are bulldozed. All because of eminent domain 
and they say, oh, these F-35s are really loud. And you're not going to be able to hear yourself think. You're not going to be able to open the windows of your home. It's all a bunch of BS, folks. The other day, these F-35s flew into the South Burlington Airport. Nobody even heard them. And then they took off this morning, and I'm sure nobody even heard them once again. No more louder than the other planes that fly in and out of there on a daily basis. But they're coming. They'll be here by the end of the year, they say. I saw this article right here. It says uh, the Vermont State Police, they want body cameras, but the cost is an issue. And it's always an issue, folks, because like I said, you can go to any town and get a copy of the budget, and you'll see that every department, police department, fire department, water department, they all spend over 90% of their budgets on their own salaries and benefits. So when it comes time for things like police cars and body cameras and ambulances, they don't have any money, so they have to create a bond and raise your taxes for like five years to pay for the ambulance, or in this case, body cams, which it says costs $260,000 a year for storage it is a conservative estimate. Wow. Because you know with the government folks, they say $260,000 a year. But by the time it's all said and done, it's probably going to be like $1.2 million a year. And that bond that they created to raise your property tax for five years, do you think it's ever going to sunset? you think you're ever going to get a letter in the mail saying, Hey, Louie, uh... Those body cameras are paid for now, or that ambulance is paid for now. It's been five years, so we're going to uh, reduce your property tax. No, sir. Never happens. I don't think ever in the history of mankind has anybody ever opened their mailbox and got a letter saying how we're going to be reducing your property tax because that ambulance that you've been paying for for five years with your property tax increase is sunsetting. And now your taxes will go back to what they were five years ago. No, sir, folks, that has never happened to anybody in the history of mankind. It says right here, 31 police agencies around Vermont are outfitted with body cameras, but the state police are not. Vermont State Police Captain Gary Scott says it's frustrating that troopers and the public want the cameras, but that it comes down to doing it the right way, as far as storage methods and cost go. Scott says $260,000 a year for storage is a conservative estimate, and that it needs to be determined whether a state-funded cloud system or private vendor is better. No surveys on that yet, I suppose. You know, probably going to cost about a million dollars a year to create a survey, seeing which one is more cost-effective. They'll have to put together several committees to discuss it and vote on it. A lot of red tape, folks. Could take 
20 years before these people actually get body cameras on the state police. So it says, State Attorney General T.J. Donovan says he's optimistic that state police will get body cameras and that it's now best practice in law enforcement. Hmm. Scott says the agency will continue working with lawmakers to secure body camera funding. That they will, folks. So expect another tax increase coming down the line. I saw this article right here. It says, should summer camps ban unvaccinated kids? Most definitely should. We'll discuss this, but first we're going to play a song by Van Halen called Panama. Once again, you're tuned in to Louie Live, and we host Louie, and we are definitely live. I hope you're enjoying the show so far, and you're going to want to crank this one up. Yeah. 
All right, that was Mr. David Lee Roth, front man of Ban Halen. After he left the band, they had Sammy Hager sing for them for a while, and they were pretty good. They had some good songs, but it was more like the Sammy Hager band. So, like I was saying earlier, should summer camps ban unvaccinated kids? I think most definitely. Kids are going to be there a lot of times for a week at a time in close facilities with other kids, a lot of them that they've never even met before. It's a whole new thing going on, folks, and they definitely should be vaccinated. It's kind of like when a lot of kids go off to college for the first time, and they're amongst a lot of new people and a lot of new germs, and they get meningitis. Happens every year at the beginning of school time. So it says the measles outbreak is the worst this country has seen in years, with more than 900 cases filed so far, 500 confirmed in New York. Why is that? 900 cases of measles throughout the United States and 500 of them are confirmed in New York? Maybe a lot of people are coming across the Canadian border through New York. Maybe that's where the highest concentration is because of border crossings. It says, now the New York State Health Department is urging summer camps to change their vaccination policies. While there have been no reports in New York's North Country, our Kelly O'Brien wanted to know what it means for summer camps in the region. About a 15-minute boat ride up Upper Saranac Lake will bring you to Eagle Island Camp. The requirements would just be a can-do attitude, said Christina Dearden, the camp's director. The island, rich in history since 1903, has been closed down the last 10 years, but this year they are welcoming campers back for their two-week soft reopening. So they've been there for quite a while. They closed for a while, and now they're back open. That's a good thing because kids definitely need a place to go to in the summer and hang out with their peers and do a lot of summer activities like boating and stuff like that, arts and crafts that kids all enjoy. Everybody does naturally. So it says we're going to be doing nature, education, arts and crafts, a lot of camper-led play. We're going to be using the resources the island has provided, Dearden said. What seems like a perfect Adirondack camp for 4th, 5th, and 6th graders might leave parents questioning their safety, especially with the current measles outbreak happening in the country and the state. I've been on the airways, folks, for about 25 years. And it's always been an issue with people coming across the borders illegally. And I've said it a billion times, the thing that really concerns me is that a lot of these people aren't vaccinated and they're bringing their diseases with them. And it's a proven fact that we're seeing diseases come back into the United States that we haven't seen in this country in like 50 years, you know? We've all seen these articles about the homelessness, the crisis situation going on in California. 
for example. A lot of garbage in the streets, human feces in the streets, syringes all over the streets, people doing drugs, going to the bathroom right in the streets. You'll see in these diseases coming back like typhoid. Can you imagine that? It's a very serious disease, typhoid, whooping cough, tuberculosis. Very scary, folks. I even read, read an article today on Facebook saying how they believe that the bubonic plague exists in California at this very minute. You imagine that, the bubonic plague. That was big over in Europe. And a lot of the stuff is spread through filth and rats and mosquitoes. Something has to be done, I think, before things get out of hand. I can't understand why that everybody, particularly in the Democrat Party, wants to drop the borders, rip up the Constitution. They say it doesn't coincide with the 21st century. It's outdated. It should be updated. Well, we've always kept the Constitution, folks, because it works, number one. Rules are meant for a reason. When people stop going by rules, then you end up with chaos. And you see countries fall apart, like Venezuela is falling apart as we speak. Socialism doesn't work, and it has never worked. If you support Bernie Sanders and his socialist ways, you need to demand that he explains to you why Venezuela is falling apart. Their money is worthless. I've read articles on the news where they have literally eaten the animals in the zoo. Can you imagine that? They show the stores. There's no food in the stores. Their money is worthless. You know, people are relying on the government to take care of them. They're standing in bread lines. They show certain people they have numbers written on their arms. And on certain days, people with certain numbers are allowed to go and get food and whatnot. And people believe that that's what's good for the United States. It's like I said, young people nowadays especially, they have a lot of pressure to get good grades in school and get accepted to a good college and hopefully get out and get a job where they can afford to pay off their student loans and just exist. I think society has put a lot of fear into these young people, these millennials, and they're all scared. They would rather stay in their parents' basement for the rest of their lives than go out and face the world. It's a terrible thing used to be the American way where you could go to a company, start at the bottom and work your way to the top. And probably about 90% of the people in this country, they don't need a college degree. 
And you're finding that out nowadays. When I used to have a television show on Vermont Community Access Media, it's called Louis the Cowman Show, and it was a live call-in show. And we used to discuss just that. How you didn't need a college degree. You could start at a company at the bottom, work your way to the top. And I used to always say that education was going to ruin the United States of America. And it has a rippling effect that goes throughout the world. And what we've seen was when Bill Clinton created NAFTA, all the production jobs basically left the United States. And now, all of these companies like Nike, Reebok, Burton Snowboards, right? Vermont Teddy Bear. They're all having their products made overseas. And a lot of these companies have their products made in poor third world countries with child labor, extremely bad conditions, all for profit to please the stockholders. A lot of companies nowadays, they're on the stock market. They're no longer moms and pops businesses. They have to please the stockholders. So they move their operations out of the United States for labor reasons, for tax reasons, for many reasons. And then what they do is they bring the parts back to the United States like Burton Snowboards has done for years, Vermont Teddy Bear has done for years, and they bring these parts back in the United States and they assemble them. And they can say, made in America. They should say assembled in America, not made in America because they weren't actually made in America. At one time they were, but not anymore. All for labor reasons, tax reasons. Got to keep the stockholders happy, folks. It's not right. But on the other hand, China has got money flowing out of their ears. Money that used to be in this country. Used to be you could get out of high school and go get yourself a good union job and marry your high school sweetheart, buy a home, raise a half a dozen kids, get a dog, and that was the American dream. But no, Bill Clinton and his cronies created NAFTA, signed it into effect, and sucked all of the production jobs out of the United States of America. So now, the Chinese stole the American dream in other countries like India and whatnot. Countries with large populations. Like I said, a lot of this stuff, iPhones or whatever, you know, it probably cost, if these iPhones are made in China, it probably cost about a quarter to actually make an iPhone. And then they bring it back over here and they sell it for about a thousand dollars. Crazy, isn't it? So China has so much money flowing out of their ears. So what do they do? 
This is what I see in California. Some of the best real estate in this country. Some of the best real estate in the world in California. You go to a lot of these communities, they have all these homes worth millions of dollars. And you ask around, and people say, those homes are built by the Chinese and they pay cash. And those homes are just sitting there empty because the Chinese have money to burn. So they basically took all of our jobs. They took the American dream. They got money flowing out of their ears. And what do they do? They're buying the best real estate in the United States. So then what happens to the American? They have to move because they can no longer afford to live in California, for instance, or other high-tax states like New York or Vermont, right here as I speak. A lot of money comes back into this country, folks. They invested in real estate, and then the average Joe has to move out of the area. It's pretty pathetic, isn't it? Personally, when I ride around California, I can be at a stoplight and I can look over and there's a Tesla pulls up next to me. There's an Asian person driving it. And I kind of joke around and I call it the Asian invasion. And you see a lot of that on the news too. They bust a lot of houses like that in California where they bring all these pregnant women in from China, for instance, and they will have their baby in the United States. And those are called anchor babies because when you're born in the United States, you gain citizenship. So then they have chain migration where that little baby can bring pretty much all of its relatives to the United States. And they'll gain citizenship too. They'll be naturalized. Naturalized, right? Nothing natural about it, folks. It's all a scam. I think there should be an end to it. And one thing I know for certain is that a lot of people that come here to become naturalized, like these congresswomen from Minnesota, they get elected. Because one thing Obama did was he put about 90,000 Somalian refugees in Minnesota, a lot throughout Wisconsin and whatnot lot throughout the Middle East. So what do they do? They run for political office and they get voted in. Because Obama brought like 90,000 Somalians to the area. So naturally they're all going to vote for this person. They get into office and the first thing that comes out of their mouth is I'm going to impeach that mother effing President Donald Trump. Wow. Can you imagine that going to somebody's country and become a naturalized citizen and you run for political office and you swear an oath to uphold the Constitution and the laws of the land and the very first words out of your mouth is, I'm going to impeach the mother effing president? You know, folks, what should have happened right then is this woman should have been put on a plane 
and sent right back to where it came from. I don't care if you have naturalization citizenship or not. That is one of the most traitorous things you could ever say. And if our founding fathers were here, you would get marched out onto the lawn of the White House and hung by the neck. I don't even think they would put you in front of the firing squad. They wouldn't waste a bullet on you. I wouldn't blame them a bit for that either. You know, if somebody was to say that back in their country, the place they escaped, they would definitely be tortured and raped and killed right in front of your family or they would kill your whole family first and then kill you last but in these other third world countries that all hate America whatever you go through your family goes through I mean they will literally come to your neighborhood and kill you and your entire family and why anybody would have the chance to come to the United States and become a naturalized citizen and then get into public office and the first words out of your mouth is I'm going to help impeach the mother effing president Donald Trump. I mean, wow. You know, that should be a lesson to everybody that maybe if you're not born in the United States, you shouldn't be allowed to run for public office. Because in most other countries, folks, you're not allowed to run for public office. You're not allowed to vote. You're not allowed to do anything. So, maybe it's going to get to a point where the Supreme Court is going to have to step in and change a few things in the Constitution, upgrade it to this 21st century of ours where people are actually coming over here and gaining political power. Because that's an invasion, folks. That's how takeovers are done. Where do you go from there, huh? Yeah, let's see. I got about three articles right here that are related. One thing, folks, I come here every week with about two dozen articles that I intend to read and comment on because this is a commentary you know, show. It's not the news at all, not even close. I would never even consider being a news person because, like I said, number one, you don't know what's real anymore. Even when Walter Cronkite was hosting the Channel 3 News every night, There weren't many news sources in those days. There was basically WCAX, WVNY, WPTZ. That was about it. You could listen to the radio in those days. They basically had Paul Harvey. I don't know if you'd have to go way back. He was like before Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh is basically like a takeoff of Paul Harvey. And that was a commentary show. So you didn't have many sources for news in those days. And you had to rely on the honor system. You didn't think that these people were basically trying to shape the country by creating fake news like they definitely are today. 
like I said, Dan Rather took over from Walter Cronkite. And he was fired for creating lies about George W. Bush. Him and a bunch of producers on his show. They all got cleaned right out. You have to do that once in a while, folks. One thing that bothered me is when they had the Today Show with Matt Lauer. And they claimed that uh, he had a lock on the door of his office. And he had a red button under his desk that was installed. And I'm sure everybody at the station knew about the red button under his desk that locked the door. So he would be in there talking to a woman or interviewing her for a position on his staff. And they were talking about one situation where he was having sex with this woman. Doesn't sound like it was consensual at all because the woman passed out during this so-called consensual sex and went into shock or something. She was so traumatized that they had to get the company nurse in there, try to revive her. So there's a lot of situations like this that Matt Lauer went through and even did skits about it where they showed people there standing there talking by the water cooler and Matt Lauer would come walking by with no pants, just his boxer shorts. And they would all laughingly say, hey, Matt, get back in your office, put your pants on. They all knew about it. They joked about it. Right on live television. Can you believe that? The audacity of these people. This guy was known for sexually harassing women. They all knew about it. And finally, he was fired. You know, he should have been put through court, prosecuted, put in prison. But they had Savannah and Hoda sat right on TV afterwards, literally crying, folks. I mean, crying that they missed Matt Lauer because he was fired for sexually harassing and raping women in his office. And everybody knew about it. They were all enablers. That's a politically correct word nowadays, isn't it? Enablers. They should have all been fired and prosecuted and put in prison. But instead, they only fired Matt Lauer and Savannah and Hoda took over the show. And now, Savannah Guthrie is like hosting the 7 o'clock news on WCX. Or is it WPTZ? Or WBNY? I don't even really know anymore because I don't watch the 7 o'clock news anymore. Right now, I'm kind of getting into Jeopardy. Because they got this guy in there named James. And he's up to like $2.3 million now. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Hopefully, he can stay on there until he takes Alex Trebek's place. All right, and that was Stephen Wolf with a song called Born to be Wild. So, like I said, where do you go from there? So much going on in the world. 
This is an interesting article. It's at the front burner nowadays. It says, Vermont and New Hampshire are seeing spikes in gonorrhea and chlamydia. <laughs> Imagine that, folks. Why is that? Because nobody's practicing safe sex, which has a rippling effect, which we'll get into. So like I said, I got a couple articles here that are all related. So I guess you ought to start with that, right? Vermont and New Hampshire, and I'm sure all the other states are too, they're seeing spikes in SDIs, such as gonorrhea and chlamydia, because nobody's practicing safe sex. Logical, right? The health department says in 2008, there was 38 cases of gonorrhea in Vermont. And already this year, in the year 2019, about 11 years later, there's already 250. So we're living in an age of higher educated people, people making more money, people living a better lifestyle. But yet, in the year 2008, there was 38 cases of documented gonorrhea in Vermont. But already this year, there's 250. Those are documented cases, folks. We're not even talking about issues that haven't been reported. You know there's going to be more. So officials say that's partly because of better testing but they advise sexually active people to get site-specific swab tests and urine tests to look for both STIs because a urine test alone can sometimes miss it. It says, just because you had a negative urine, if you had receptive anal or oral sex, doesn't mean you don't have an infection there. The only way to know is if you test the site said Daniel Daltrey of the Vermont Department of Health. Right now, both gonorrhea and chlamydia can be cured, but there is a strain of resistant gonorrhea in some Asian and European nations. Well, that's nice to know, isn't it? wonder how many cases they have over there, those European and Asian nations. So, then you go on to the next article, and it says, Planned Parenthood, Missouri's last abortion clinic, may shut down by the end of the week. Today's Friday. This is because the state is threatening to not renew its license, Planned Parent officials said this past Tuesday. Planned Parenthood officials said in a teleconference that the current license for the St. Louis facility expired Friday, today. If it isn't renewed, the organization said Missouri would become the first state without a functioning abortion clinic since Roe v. Wade in 1973. Wasn't that just a sin, huh? No abortion clinics in Missouri to kill innocent little babies. Wow. The devil must be really burning up over that one, wouldn't you think, huh? So, this is not a drill, said Dr. Lena Wen, 
president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Federation of America. This is not a warning. This is real, and it's a public health crisis. How can it be a public health crisis when there's no abortion clinics to kill babies? How can that be a public health crisis? Somebody want to tell me that? I don't know, folks. It says, according to a lawsuit filed by Planned Parenthood on Tuesday to try to ensure continued abortion services in St. Louis, the state health department visited the clinic in April to investigate a patient's complaint. Planned Parenthood says the agency hasn't specified the complaint, or if one even really exists. You know, these anonymous people making anonymous complaints kind of sets off an alarm to me. Another fake news situation, folks, which is basically lies. Lies and more lies. People trying to get things done their way, so they create lies. And they have anonymous sources and anonymous information sources. It's all lies, folks. Say it what it is. So it says, Planned Parenthood says the agency hasn't specified the complaint, but said its sub subsequent investigation has identified a large number of potential deficient practices requiring explanation by the physicians directly involved in patient care as well as the attending physicians. Wow, that sounds like another investigation that's never going to happen. A lot of investigations go on in this world, folks. All over anonymous sources. So, a lot of people say, well, you know, Louie, Planned Parenthood does a lot of things. Like they give women physical exams and, you know, maybe mammograms. And I don't know because I'm a guy and we're ignorant on a lot of these things that the Planned Parenthood agency does. But we know what we hear and see on the news. Have to kind of take people's words for it. That Planned Parenthood is doing good by handing out birth control which anybody can get at a clinic or at your doctor's office. You know, some public buildings even have birth control in the bathrooms that they hand out for free. It's kind of odd. Every time I've gone to the doctor's office, they got a great big bowl of condoms just sitting there on the counter. You know, take as many as you want or need. Just there all for free. So... I take people's word that Planned Parenthood Agency is doing good. And I guess they should stay open in certain areas and whatnot in every state. But this right here doesn't say anything about that at all. The only thing here is Missouri's only abortion clinic could be closed by the end of the week. It's all they discuss doesn't say anything about the good that this clinic is doing doesn't necessarily say what they do there but it does say for sure Missouri's only abortion clinic
So that tells me everything right there, basically. Myself, folks, I'm a pro-life person. I believe these innocent little babies deserve a chance at life. And that's what's happening. Because states like New York created these abortion laws recently. Saying how now you can have an abortion right up to the day of the birth. And then Vermont jumped right on the bandwagon immediately. They took it a little bit further. And they're talking about a woman can literally have a baby, clean it up, wrap it up in a blanket, have it sitting on a counter, perfectly healthy baby. And then the woman will discuss with the doctors if she wants to abort it. I mean, it's no longer your body, your choice. It's a living baby, an individual, a human being that has rights, every right that you do. You do not have a right to kill it, because that's what it is. Say it what it is, folks. It's not abortion. It's murder. Little baby sitting over there on the shelf, all cleaned up, wrapped up in a blanket, experiencing life for the first time, breathing on its own, and then you want to kill it. Something is mentally wrong with you folks. Maybe somebody should be sterilized and put in a mental institution. That goes for the doctors too. They should be in prison. Something definitely wrong with that, folks. It's no longer your body, your choice. Set off a big alarm in people's heads across the United States. So a lot of these states are acting on their own, saying how now, if they detect a heartbeat, you cannot have an abortion. And the doctors will go to prison if they perform an abortion, if they detect a heartbeat. And people say, well, you know, Louie, a woman could be raped and she doesn't have to carry that baby to term. No, sir, she doesn't. Because I tell you, I listen to the radio a lot and I hear all these commercials telling people to come down to Planned Parenthood and they will give you the morning after pill for free. While you're there, they'll give you condoms and other forms of birth control and they will educate you on how to use these forms of birth control. So there is no need for unwanted pregnancies. There is no need for abortions of a healthy baby that, you know, you just changed your mind, you don't want anymore. You know, one day you're going out with Dan and oh, I love Dan and he's my world and he's my boo and we're gonna get married and live happily ever after. And then all of a sudden, Dan doesn't want to get married and Dan doesn't want to settle down and Dan doesn't want to have any kids. So they break up. And then next thing you know, the woman's off having an abortion. Totally wrong, folks. Very irresponsible. And that's what's happening with these states. They're realizing this. Some of these women are mentally ill. 
and I mean severely mentally ill because they're on television and they're saying how it's my body, my choice, which is totally wrong. It's a baby. It's an individual. It has a heartbeat. It's breathing once it's out of your body. It's an individual that has rights. So, if that's the scenario, and you're raped, God forbid, first thing you want to do is go home in the medicine cabinet, that's where you're keeping the morning after pill, and you swallow it. You swallow it like a vitamin. You swallow it like a birth control pill. And then you don't have to worry about having a baby from being a rape victim. It's plain and simple, folks. And it will give you these pills for free and hear on the radio all the time. You know, are you going to get raped and go home and think for nine months whether I want this baby or not if you get pregnant? No. If you get raped, you go to the doctors, you report it to the police. And if you don't do that, then you go get one of these morning after pills, if you don't already have one, and you swallow it. And you will not have a baby from the person that raped you. It's that simple, folks. Myself, I'm all for safe sex they teach it in schools they teach it to little children nowadays about being gay about becoming a transgender they teach all of that to your children in school they also need to be teaching these kids about safe sex and birth control and the morning after pill the only reason I would agree to an abortion is if the doctors perform an ultrasound, for instance, and they notice that the child is severely disabled. Then I can see a woman having an abortion. But they can detect these things at a very, very early stage nowadays. So you don't have to wait like 20 or 30 weeks into your pregnancy and decide if you want to have an abortion or not because the baby is severely damaged. That's what people have to really push, folks. You know, you're not a heartless person for telling women to get the morning after pill. And God forbid, if you are raped, take that pill. You know, you're not a heartless person for recommending that to somebody. And on the other side of the coin, if a woman and a man have a relationship and they break up and the woman just decides she wants to go have an abortion, she doesn't even tell the father the father doesn't have no rights whatsoever. 
the father doesn't have the right to say, hey, if you don't want this baby, I will take it and raise it and give it a good life. Whatever happened to the men? No, doesn't the baby originally come from the sperm of the man? Doesn't a man have a say in the matter? We most definitely do, guys. We have a say in the matter. I don't know. It's a crazy world. This article right here says the Supreme Court signals more openness to state abortion rules. It said it is more open to state restrictions on abortion upholding an Indiana law supported by abortion opponents that regulates the disposal of fetal remains. And that's another thing that's really gruesome too, folks, is like they can now perform an abortion the day of the baby's birth. And they don't even discuss how to kill this baby. They don't even discuss how they're going to do it. But yet, you can get somebody that is a serial killer that has killed numerous people in a horrific way or many horrific ways and some bleeding heart liberal attorney will defend this monster I say monster I don't say animal because animals they don't really kill for pleasure or sport like human beings do so that's why I say the word monster. But they will get someone to defend them. And a lot of time, these sleazy attorneys will be crawling all over each other to defend this person because they want the public recognition. Because the next dirtbag that comes along and especially has money will pay this sleazebag attorney to defend them and keep them out of prison. God's honest truth, folks. So, like I said, these babies have no rights when they're aborted slash murdered. Nobody even specifies how they're going to kill them. They're a human being. They're feeling pain, definitely. They have a brain, even though it's a small, immature brain. But nobody cares how they're killed. But yet, these sleazy serial killers in prison, if they do get the death penalty, they'll sit on death row till they die a natural death. Or, in very rare cases, they will actually be put to death by the state. And they will be given like three different shots. One to put them to sleep, another shot to slow down their heart rate, and another shot to stop their heart. And God forbid if they even so much as twitch, these bleeding heart liberals will be all over the news media saying, oh my God, his heart rate slowed down he was almost dead. And then he twitched. Oh, it must have been horrific. Well, what about these 
babies that they abort slash murder on the day of their birth. And nobody even discussed how they do it. That's really scary, folks. That's what a lot of these states are doing now. They're just passing abortion laws behind closed doors. And nobody even knows what they specify. And this right here, it says, by abortion opponents, that regulates the disposal of fetal remains. And then you see these articles about how Planned Parenthood is selling these fetal remains. Because there's a demand for kidneys and livers and skin tissue and brains and whatnot. Every part of the body, I'm sure, that they sell to the highest bidder across the world. It says, at the same time, the justices declined to take an issue closer to the core of abortion rights, rejecting the state's appeal of a lower court ruling that blocks a ban on abortion based on gender, race, or disability. This is a, for instance, in Indiana. Both provisions were contained in a law signed by Vice President Mike Pence in 2016 when he was Indiana's governor. The court's action keeps it out of an election year review of an Indiana law amid a flurry of new state laws that go to the very heart of abortion rights. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey this month signed a law that would ban virtually all abortions, even in cases of incest and rape and subject doctors who perform them to criminal prosecution. Well, it's like I say, if uh, people are taking the born and after pill, and God forbid, if it's a case of incest or rape, then you could take that pill, and you wouldn't have to worry about an abortion, and you could get some counseling and move on with your life one painful moment at a time, day by day, and hopefully the police get a hold of this person that raped you, and I would like to see them get the death penalty myself because I don't see any purpose to putting somebody in prison for life and giving them three meals a day and medical and dental care and eyewear care, and they will educate these people to become jailhouse lawyers. They'll spend all their time looking for a loophole to get themselves out of prison. So like I say, think of the tax dollars you'll be saving. Just give these people the death penalty for rape. That's what I say. There'll come a time when this will happen. I mean, they do it in other countries. They talk about how the United States isn't up to date with the other countries around the world. And this is one incident right here, folks, where the United States should be up to par with other countries as far as like rape victims, catching the person that did it. And I say put them to death myself because I don't think our tax dollars should be giving these people a comfortable life behind prison walls. And some people say, well, you know, Louis, to put them to death would be too good for them. They deserve to be in prison for the rest of their life. And that's a bunch of BS, folks. Just let them go. Put them to sleep. Because 
They're like cockroaches. They just keep breeding and there'll be another one to take their place. That's a God's honest truth. But it says that law has yet to take effect and is being challenged in court. Other states have passed laws that would outlaw abortion once a fetal heartbeat has been detected, typically around six weeks of gestation. And you know, folks, if you have a heartbeat, that makes you a individualized human being. So these women that say, my body, my choice, no, that's where you're wrong, folks. And the man has a say in the matter. Like I said, going back to the fact that a couple has a relationship and then they don't want the relationship anymore. So they just abort the baby. That's just totally wrong, folks. Something very mentally disturbing about that train of thought. Where do you go from there, huh? Says eight Vermont men face child pornography charges in Operation Bada Bing. You know, do you have to name it? Does it have to be Operation Whatever, Operation Bada Bing? Eight Vermont men now face charges related to child pornography. The arrests were made in what's being called Operation Bada Bing. This is not pornography. This is sexual violence against children, Vermont Attorney General T.J. Donovan says. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is definitely sexual violence against children. Keep that in mind. One thing that bothers me is people come here from other parts of the world and you see these articles about some men have multiple wives. And some of these women are child brides being married off to these men at the age of like eight years old and whatnot. Is that sexual violence against children? I see these pictures across the media lately about these child brides. These girls are like 10 years old or whatever. They just come into puberty. And they're pregnant. Imagine that. That's just beyond sick. You know, like a little 10, 12-year-old girl, pregnant, having a baby. She just entered puberty. And she's pregnant, having a baby. Does anybody else out there think that this is very sick besides me? You know, why are we allowing these people from these other countries to come here and have multiple wives and child brides? This is Vermont Attorney General T.J. Donovan said himself. This is not pornography. This is sexual violence against children. You know, where are the women of the world? Where are the women of the United States to come forward and be outraged about child bride, child pornography, and violence against children? You know, where are the people... You know, I see these million woman marches in Washington, D.C., and these marches all across the country. They've had them right here 
in Montpelier. And women are wearing these uh, hats that they knitted themselves and they're shaped like a vagina. I mean, that's very disturbing right there, folks. You know, to actually take the time to knit yourself a hat that looks like a vagina. So then you can go out in public with it and go to the Capitol and stand on the law. And some people have made outfits and they wear them and the outfit looks like a vagina. And they're standing there on the lawn with their partner, be it a man or a woman, supporting them. Very disturbing, folks. You know, if you turn back the clock 30 years from now and people presented this to you, you're thinking, wow, what the hell has gone wrong with people in the year 2019? Why the hell are they walking around wearing vagina hats and vagina outfits? But yet, they're doing nothing about sexual violence against children. And this is according to Attorney General T.J. Donovan. So it's highly recognized. It's recognized by the Vermont Attorney General. This guy should be on the news every night discussing this. Something should be done. It says disturbing and immoral. That's how state and federal authorities describe what they found during a recent bust on child predators in Vermont. To sexually exploit them, to rob them of their innocence, to inflict grave harm upon them through contact offenses or by collecting and enjoying images of their sexual abuse as children, the worst moment in their lives, U.S. Attorney for Vermont, Christina Nolan, said. So it's recognized by the Vermont Attorney General, T.J. Donovan. It's recognized by the U.S. Attorney for Vermont, Christina Nolan. Two of the highest sources in law enforcement in Vermont recognize child pornography, and they call it the sexual violence against children. But there's no outrage. There's no people at the police station making demands. We keep bringing people into the United States from other parts of the world that have multiple wives that marry child brides, male and female. It's kind of odd because you go over to these other countries like Iraq and Afghanistan or whatever, and they hate gay people. They show pictures and video of them literally throwing gay people off the rooftops, killing them, lighting them on fire, beheading them, torturing them. The list goes on. The most horrific ways that they can kill people that they don't agree with in their cultures, they rape, torture, and kill them. They don't like gay people, but yet you will see a man with a little boy kissing him on the mouth. We've all seen that recently on the news. Very sick. We do not need these people in the United States of America. We sure 
do not need to import them at the taxpayer's expense. We don't need these cultures that have multiple wives and child brides. It's very disturbing. President Trump has declared that countries from around the world need to start recognizing gay people and whatnot. And he wants the UN to acknowledge it. But we don't hear anything from the media about it or the United Nations. It says eight men between the ages of 25 and 74 were arrested the week of May 13th on charges of possession and promotion of child pornography. Several agencies, including the Crimes Against Children Task Force, teamed up to track down the men after receiving cyber tips alerting them to criminal activity on their electronics. Half were being charged by the state, half of the eight men. The other four are being charged federally. All right, so like I said, once again, folks, you have the Vermont Attorney General, T.J. Donovan, recognizes it and calls it sexual violence against children. You have the U.S. Attorney for Vermont, Christina Nolan, recognizes it. And then you have several agencies, including Crimes Against Children Task Force. So basically, everybody in the state of Vermont acknowledges that sexual violence is happening against our children. But yet, they bust eight people. And they're turning a blind eye to other cultures that have multiple wives and child brides. Something very wrong with that, folks. Very wrong. We'll read another article and uh, then we'll go to a song. This article, and this has been going on forever also, the rapper R. Kelly charged with 11 new sex-related crimes in Chicago, Obama's hometown, where there's more people killed on a yearly basis than the entire war in Iraq. Prosecutors charged R&B singer R. Kelly on Thursday with 11 new sex-related counts involving one of the women who accused him of sexually abusing her when she was underage, bang, underage, including counts that carry a maximum sentence of 30 years in prison, making them the most serious he faces. Cook County prosecutors charged the Grammy Award-winning singer with four counts of aggravated criminal sexual assault, two counts of criminal sexual assault by force, two counts of aggravated criminal sexual assault, and three counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse against a victim who was at least 13 years of age and under 17 at the time. Wow. So this is a pedophile who has a history of pedophilia. I remember one time years ago when they had him in court, they had videotapes of R. Kelly having sex with underage girls 
in the bedroom of his own home. He had video cameras set up, recorded it all. They got a hold of these tapes. They had them in court, right? They showed the judge, the jury, R. Kelly, the videos. And he said, that's not me. Can you imagine that? And he got off. Hung jury, I believe it was. That's something that has to be changed in this country. When they have a jury of 12 people, an attorney says to them, and the judge says to them, if for any reason, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you do not find this person to be guilty, then we have to let him go. You need all 12 people to vote unanimously whether this person is guilty or not guilty. And if one single person has a shadow of a doubt in their head that this person is not guilty, then they let them walk. The police, when they arrest you, they have to read you your Miranda rights. The very first thing they say to you is, you have a right to remain silent. Anything that you say or do can and will be used against you in a court of law. Right? The police are telling you that. They don't just come and uh, see you standing there over a dead body with a gun in your hand. No. They don't say you're under arrest for murder. They didn't say to R. Kelly, we've got you on videotape in your own bedroom having sex with underage girls. They don't say you're under arrest for being a pedophile. They say to him, you have the right to remain silent. Anything that you say or do can and will be used against you in a court of law. Something's wrong with that right there, folks. But this guy must have spent a lot of money to stay out of jail. And now, he's charged with 11 new sex-related crimes in Chicago. One victim was at least 13 and under 17 at the time. Insane, huh? So... The new charges pertain to a single victim identified in the court filing by the initials JP. Prosecutors didn't specify in the filing if she is the same person as one of the original four accusers who was also identified as JP. Crazy, huh? Let's hopefully uh, keep our fingers crossed and pray that they lock this animal up for the sake of public security. Where do you go from there, huh? This is a song by the Beatles called Strawberry Fields. We only got about 20 minutes left. My good friend Jerome P. Alimony follows me every Friday 
8 to 10. He's the founder of North Star Radio. Very talented young man. Plays mostly rap music. A lot of times he has people on the show with him. Sometimes he does his recordings pre-recorded. You know, he does a pre-recorded show and uh, I'll set the automation up for him. But I haven't heard anything today, so hopefully he's on his way in. So, this is the Beatles with a strong called Strawberry Fields. Hope you're enjoying the show so far.
right now was the Beatles with a song called Strawberry Fields Forever. So, got about 10 minutes left. Might as well kick into some politics, right? So, Michael Avenatti pleaded not guilty this past Tuesday to defrauding his most famous client, porn star Stormy Daniels, and seized the spotlight to toss a barb at President Donald Trump. Go figure, right? So, Avani barely spoke during the 10-minute appearance before the federal judge in New York, except to answer a few brief procedural questions. His lawyer entered the plea on his behalf on charges of wire fraud and aggravated identity theft. Bail was set at $300,000. Avani, who surrendered to federal authorities in the early morning, agreed to have no contact with Stormy Daniels while the case is pending. Later that day, Avenatti was asked by reporters to comment as he walked to the courthouse elevators. Anybody know when the president and Don Jr. are going to be arraigned, he quipped. <laughs> Never about him, right? So, it was the continuation of a feud he was carried on with the president and his son during television appearances and through the social media. In his second appearance of the day, one of Avenatti's lawyers told U.S. District Court Deborah A. Bates he would preside over a trial that he thought the case should be combined with charges Avenatti faces in California, but a prosecutor disagreed. The judge left the issue for future consideration. And then Avenatti headed off to a third court appearance, this one involving separate charges that Avenatti tried to extort millions of dollars from Nike, the sportswear company. Yes, folks, this is the guy who the Democrats loved. Had him splattered all over social media because he hated Donald Trump. This is the guy they were talking about launching as their main presidential candidate to represent the Democrats for president of the United States. Imagine that. And now he's like going to go to jail for about 100 years for so many counts I can't even mention them all. Don't have the time. Goes to show you. The Democrats will vote for anybody or anything. Look at Alexandria Cortez, AOC. She was a waitress at a taco restaurant. They put her name on the ballot. 16,000 people showed up to vote for her. Now she's a congresswoman. This woman is... Uh, Really crazy. She thinks we should go a hundred million dollars, a trillion, I mean, a hundred trillion dollars in debt. Get rid of airplanes. Get rid of automobiles. All things that run on fossil fuels. But yet, people like her and Bernie Sanders travel around in private jets. If she wants to get rid of jets, it's 
going to cripple the entire planet. How are you going to get to where your job needs you to go? How are you going to get to see your relatives that live out of state? Going to have to go back to, I don't even know if she would approve boats. Because boats, you know, they run on fossil fuels. She would have to, within the next 12 years, get rid of all engines that run on fossil fuels. I don't know if they have any jets that are running on electric. Or trains. Boats. They got a couple vehicles here and there that are now electric, but you have to charge them up. And most power plants, like the one in Burlington, they cut down trees. They burn the trees to create electricity. That's not good. A lot of these electric manufacturing plants, they run on coal. They create more pollution than they're worth. So I don't know. Alexandria Cortez. She's got everybody on the bandwagon. They're all talking about how the world is going to come to an end in 12 years. She says we're at a tipping point right now. And they all agree. This is a woman who used to bring the tacos to your table. She was a taco waitress. And now... She's about the only person that's not running for president. They've got like 25 people on the Democrat ticket running for president. She's like about the only one that's not running for president. She must have a really bad background for them to dig up. For her to be like the only person that's not running for president of the United States on a Democrat ticket. Wouldn't you say? All for the best. They claim we're at a tipping point right now if we don't do something and put an end to fossil fuels. The world will come to an end in 12 years. And people are actually starting to take a moment and say, are they insane? Are they justifiably insane? Yes, folks, they are. And even they have come to realize that they're going to put an end to their political career. They're putting the last nail in the coffin of the Democrat Party. Hashtag walk away from the Democrat Party has become a big thing. And it's a real thing. And the Democrats are starting to realize it. So now, Alexandria Cortez is saying how, oh, I was just kidding. You would have to have the mentality of a sea sponge, she says, to believe that I was serious when I said the world was going to come to an end in 12 years. So now, she's calling all of the people that agreed with her sea sponges. She says that you would have to have the mentality of a sea sponge to believe that she was serious when she said that the world is going to come to an end in 12 years. Because you know, folks, people are starting to look at you saying, hey, this woman is certifiably insane and she probably belongs in a straitjacket. 
And then you have to say, everybody agrees with her. Bernie Sanders agrees with her. Booker agrees with her. They all agree with her. Things change when it's time to vote, folks. People go into the voting booth and they say, you know, the economy is booming. They say there's actually more jobs available now than there are people looking for jobs. Unemployment is the lowest it's been ever, especially for black people, Asian people, women, men, everybody. The economy is booming. And then you got these people that say, well, you know, it's because of Barack Obama. Uh, yes, it is, folks. It is because of Barack Obama because he left office. And now people have faith in this country. They want to make America great again. Remember when Obama said that Donald Trump would have to have a magic wand to bring the jobs back into the United States? These are the words of Barack Obama himself. He said that these jobs are not coming back to the United States and people better get used to a flat GDP because that is the way it is now. And that's the way it's going to be. These are the words from Barack Hussein Obama himself. Right? So there's no way in hell he could take credit for any of this. Well, I'm going to be going here. And I'm going to see you back here next Friday, 6 p.m. You can go to Facebook and join my group, Louis Live. And you can showcase your music there. And just remember, don't take life too seriously. And do make sure you get involved in life. And get out there and vote. And I'll see you back here next Friday. Have a good weekend. I'm going to leave you with a little Aerosmith Seasons of Weather. So crank it up for this one. Bye.